Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey folks, stand by for Jody and T-Rex. But first, it's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily. You know the story. That's the brutal lesson Deborah learned when thieves found her home's title online, forged it, and literally took ownership of her home. In an instant, thieves legally owned Deborah's home. She got evicted and spent a fortune in legal fees trying to get it back. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes, and you do not want to be next. That's why I urge you to protect the online title to your home with Home Title Lock. The legal documents to your home are kept online where thieves can hunt them, and then they forge the documents stating that you sold your home. Then they borrow against your home and stick you with the payments. No insurance or bank protects you, but Home Title Lock does. You can already be a victim of title fraud and not know it. Find out now. Register your home at HomeTitleLock.com and enter Voices for one month of free protection. Again, enter Voices for one month free at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Worry, Ray, it's getting crowded in there, and all my recent data points to something big on the horizon. What do you mean, the big? Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning's sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. We could be on the verge of a fourfold cross rip, a PKE surge of incredible, even dangerous proportions. We just had a visit from the Environmental Protection Agency. How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Now you're saying to yourself, hey, that was a funny clip from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Ghostbusters. That was the, the latest <laughs> audio from the CDC. I'm just saying. Yep. From the nation's capital, it is Thursday, <laughs> March 19, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,155 of the Trump crisis, 229 days until the 2020 presidential election, and let's get right down to it, huh? The Goth Ninjas are here. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, and T-Rex David Ferguson, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Yeah, namaste, cocksuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, And he's off to a bang. That's right. (laughs) I I get the sense we have now officially set the tone for for the Thursday show. (laughs) By the way, uh, I want to get this uh, in right here at the top of the show. Please go to patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show and help support the Stephanie Miller Show. They've just launched a new official Patreon page. And so you want to go and you want to sign up and you want to support all of your independent media right now, whether it's the David Ferguson's uh, T-Rex Report or Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker Podcast or... This little teeny tiny show called The Bob Seska Show, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. 
but also some love, some support for the Stephanie Miller Show at patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. You know, I'm going to put a link in the description, too, so make sure to, to go and click all of those links. Click recklessly if you can. You want some good news? I've got some good news for you. You want some good news, David? Now, is this relative good news? Like, oh, okay, the cancer came, scans came back and you got a year to live instead of a month? Well, it's kind of like that, but in a political sense, Tulsi Gabbard has dropped out of the presidential race. Hallelujah. And, and, toolkit grab bag. Proving so many of us wrong, she went and endorsed Joe Biden today. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, the conventional wisdom, the common wisdom, whatever you want to call it out there, was. Oh shit! Tulsi Gabbard's gonna run as a third-party spoiler and completely reelect Donald Trump. Thank you, Russia. That was the whole thing. Like Vladimir right. Putin is going to uh, press a couple of buttons, activating, <laughs> activating right. the neural net inside Tulsi Gabbard's positronic brain, uh, programming her to suddenly activate and run as a third-party candidate. And that was the thing that was going around. And I believed it. Everyone I think all of it. that went wrong when Hillary Clinton showed up on her front doorstep yep. and hit her and each kneecap with a baseball bat. <laughs> yep. right. so you're, saying, you're saying what happened is uh, she pulled a Tanya Harding and just sent to... Uh, right. More like the mafia. You know, like, right. we're just going to... Look, you keep this up and you're going to be sleeping with the fishies. You know, like, I mean, it just... I have a feeling that that was in the works and the minute that Clinton came out and exposed it, it was a it was done deal. They were like, we can't do this now. Anybody seen Jeff Galuli lately? I mean, maybe... <laughs> Is he wandering wow. around Chappaqua looking for work? Is that where he is these days? I don't know. But suffice to say, you know, everyone's proved wrong on this. And you know what? I think we were all entirely rational for assuming that this is what she was going to do. I mean, she seemed to be giving off all the indications. She gave off all the signs that she was going to be a spoiler. I mean, she decided yeah. not to run for Congress again. So she's actually going to be leaving Congress, too. No, I'm not making a joke. I mean, I'm making a joke, but I really do believe that the plan was ready to go, and then yeah. Clinton blew the whistle, and they were like, well, sorry, Tulsi. Right. Or, sorry, right. Tulsi, comrade. We cannot help you this year. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We've been exposed by Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Woman. Well, here's some more good news, and I guess we got to do... This is becoming like our official oh, yeah. coronavirus theme song, right? <laughs> it's at least happy sounding. Yes, it is. So we gotta <laughs> gotta remain positive. See the big grin on my face? I'm being positive. I'm positive, Bob. I'm cup half full, Bob. Wait, Thank are those fish hooks? <laughs> <laughs> and you, no, you, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Bob has run fish hooks and fish line over his ears to pull his mouth up into a smile. That's right. Uh, this for a minute. Uh, uh, Kimberly's behind me uh, adjusting the levers and pulleys to uh, make me move all around like Weekend at Bernie's. That's the, uh, that's the good, that's what we've employed. We're like Backstreet Boys. With the, yeah. That's right. Well, we already had the pulleys set up for my indoor uh, Rocky Four barn gym where I had to <laughs> throw some ropes over the pulleys and then attach a big fishing net filled with rocks and I've been using that to hoist and pull up and down like Rocky Four, and so that's been my makeshift gym. Wait, okay, so what was the point of turning on the music? There was a story, right? Yes, there was a yes. story about coronavirus. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yes. And what was that? Well, it, just every story we're going to be talking about today is coronavirus, so just hunker down for that. The Senate approved a coronavirus relief package to provide sick leave, unemployment benefits, free testing, food and medical aid to people impacted by the pandemic. Trump has signed this bill. Uh, this was the uh, House passed bill. This was the mm-hmm. Democratic bill that originated with Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats. And amazingly enough, shocking to see how quickly all of that partisan bullshit uh, from the Republicans vanishes in an emergency. But we haven't Mm -hmm. seen, it hasn't gone away, uh, see also Chinese virus, (laughs) because that's, that's the little dog whistle, because he can't help it. He can't help himself. I'm talking about Trump here. He can't help himself but to go For anyone who doesn't know what you're talking about, go ahead and explicate that. Trump is calling the virus the Chinese virus because Fox News is calling that too. And so So that's why. And and it's all a... Oh, okay. So so this was for you, David. You asked me to clarify. I thought it was just in his tweets. I didn't realize that it had been picked up by the company line. Oh, no. He's led every single press conference this week with the first line being some sort of injection of that phrase, coronavirus. And that's entirely a signal to the Red Hats to say, I'm still with you. I'm still here. 
You know. Did you hear the OAN reporter today? Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. Let's talk about that OAN reporter at the end of the Ugh. press conference today. Um, this fucking idiot said, uh, and this is the very last question that Trump took at the end of this. Uh-huh. He's <laughs> such a scumbag. I mean, ongoing. I mean, you talk about those two cheerleaders from SNL with Will Ferrell uh-huh. and Sherry O'Terry. That's, <laughs> that's basically Trump. Spartan spirit, something you're born with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. They're cheerleading their own response. That's the whole point of these press conferences because the amount of information that gets Well, nobody else out, is going to fucking do it. Well, I mean, if you whittled out all of the nonsense, these press conferences would last about 30 seconds seconds because that's the yeah. sum total of real hard information that we actually get from the press cup from the uh, white house team but so this oan it's like the administration's response is kind of like stephen miller if he doesn't learn to suck his own dick it will never happen <laughs> never ever ever steve bannon you mean steve ba- steve bannon's no the i'm one talking who- about little vampire head What's oh, okay his name? because because Steven- i mean remember steve- uh scaramucci said that uh steve bannon is the one who's always oh, trying to right. suck his own it's dick. It's the double-jointed right. back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, exactly. So, uh, so this OAN mentor, reporter... You know, this, he could mentor Little Miller, but go on. So this OAN reporter asked Donald Trump, if Chinese food isn't racist, then why is Chinese virus r- racist? And that was, that was the dumb question. Thank These you. people are paid, like, salaries. They make more money than me to yeah. ask... I mean, to, to be, like, basically... You know, the kids that were too dumb to go on Barney. <laughs> right. Just, like, yeah. Like, yeah. How come Chinese food is? I'm not doing You know? Not that's Oh, no. Um, it, so, for the benefit of any Red Hats who might be trolling, waiting to troll this show today, let me explain something to you. Food is good. It's nourishing. It's helpful. And Chinese Rondo. food? Yeah. Chinese food made by Chinese people. Uh, viral pandemic... Just so you know, horrible, tragic, mm-hmm. deadly. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, if you say Chinese virus, you're connecting China, China with something that's horrible. Then that is, uh, by definition, that is a bigoted remark to make. But if you associate China or some other ethnicity with something that's good, well, that's not bad. That's not racist. So that we just uh, I mean, I basically believe. the OAN reporter just was like, if Snoop Dogg can say the N word, why can't I? Well, exactly. and again, the, the only reason Trump even called on the OAN reporters, first of all, they kiss his ass all the time. He said, "Oh, I like you. You're good." Yeah. And right prior to that, he was saying seventy or eighty percent of the people in the room should be out of the room exactly. because they're sitting too close together. When they literally the video before the press conference started, somebody from the White House came out and made everybody on the dais, which way too many people standing up there anyway, yeah. closer together so that they would be in the shot. Well, you know what happens when you try to send Republicans out one at a time? You saw that debate. (laughs) It's just they all get lost and tangled up in the curtains and like Ben Carson ends up somewhere in Nebraska. It's just pathetic. Big traffic jam. Yeah, so Trump said to reporters, he said, we should get rid of about 75 or 80% of you. There's only two or three of you that I like. Mm-hmm. And when I tweeted that, uh, the Red Hats jumped into my mentions to tell me that Trump was joking. It's a joke, but it's still a shitty joke, and it's not funny. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that's the whole Ann Coulter thing. Like, they're jokes. They're just jokes. I'm like, honey, they're not funny. Right. And that's kind of the point of jokes, okay? So get your shit correct. Yes, well, if you're terrible at delivering jokes, and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a joke... Shocker right. that no one actually takes it as being a joke, other than the people right. who need to wiggle their way out of this entire fucking mess and the horrible, horrible decisions they made in the voting booth in 2016. Other than those people, the rest of us hear something like that and we go, oh, Mr. Autocrat, Mr. Idiocrat, Mr. Authoritarian, who's rapidly purging the government of any disloyalists and who hates the press, just said something about how he would prefer that 80% of the press leave the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazing that we didn't all start laughing our asses off, just knee slapping and telling all our friends, retweeting it, laughing. (laughs) This is basically... Yeah, but right. 80 to 90 percent of the people in the room are like, you know, I kind of almost wish you would. Yeah, because this is—you're not going to tell me the truth. Yeah, you're going to give me a whole load of bullshit, and I'm going to have to sit here and watch your goddamn clown show. Remember Bruno Kirby's character in Good Morning Vietnam? Trump is about as funny as that guy. Uh, than the anything only else. time Donald Trump has ever made me double over in laughter was when he had the toilet paper stuck to his heel. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I laugh at him quite a bit. And it's only because I've chosen to laugh rather than scream my ass. I make my living through using my voice. And I, mm-hmm. if I actually screamed at Trump every time I wanted to scream at Trump, I would not be able to do the show. I would just. Can we have Skylar White now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Shut up. Yeah. Hey, oh. the hell up. Shut yes. up. Shut yes. up. Shut up. Yes, Shut girl. up. Tell him. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Ah, yes. Ah. Again, one more time. Come on, play I need it again. Shut right. up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Shut this up. Is, the yes. Dow is Shut the up. stock market is telling Shut him up. this. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so say us oh, it all. It feels so good. <laughs> God, you know, it just like I really want to write. I no, I, I confess, I did. I can't remember the actress's name right now, but I did actually write her a fan email that yeah. just said thank you for that because <laughs> it has given me so much joy, yeah, and so much relief. Like yeah. there's just something about the way she gets that glassy saw edge scream in her voice by the end that you're like, yes, I am feeling you, amen, girl, yeah. hey, hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. But this is one of the things that uh, got really sketchy. I mean, we talk about, the, you know, all the dumbness that takes place, especially from reporters like that OAN person. But this is the timeline of what Donald Trump was saying about a medication called hydroxychloroquine, which mm-hmm. is essentially a malaria drug, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And apparently there is some testing that's going on as far as using that as a drug against uh, COVID-19. So at 11.47 this morning, Trump said the FDA has approved chloroquine for use what? in COVID-19. And then... It takes months. And yes, well, stand by. One minute later, <laughs> one minute later, Trump says... He's still collecting evidence of the chloroquine efficacy. And then during that same one-minute span, Trump said chloroquine risks are low and are well-known. And then at 12.12, again, this is uh, less than a half an hour after Trump said the thing about how the FDA has approved chloroquine, the FDA says it is not approved chloroquine for COVID-19 use. And once again, here we are. Bump. Yep. Idiot. See, the problem with releasing that kind of information is if it ends up being harmful. Right. Chloro... What's the name of the drug again? It's a... Qu- it's uh, a chloroquine. Quin- yeah. Chloroquine. Yeah. yeah. It is something that doctors can lay hands on easily. And a frantic doctor may read that information and start treating a patient with it mm-hmm. and could end up hurting them. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. is... How misinformation spreads. Well, what was I saying a couple of weeks ago uh, when Trump was talking about a vaccine and rushing a vaccine Mm -hmm. to market? I was saying, you know what? Look, this is how the zombie apocalypse begins, because Donald Trump is going to order his loyalists. And mind you, we are starting at a place where Donald Trump has purged the government of anyone who is disloyal to him. So he can manipulate anyone he wants inside the executive branch bureaucracy to do his bidding. So my concern is that he would ordered the the FDA to rush a vaccine to market. And it seems like now what he's doing here is he's trying to light a fire under the asses of the FDA in order to approve chloroquine uh, for use on this without having gone through all of the trials that need to be put to the test before they start actually using this on chloroquine patients because we found out all kinds of things in terms of uh, what kind of medicines are good for this particular virus and what actually exacerbates the effects of the virus. For example, we've been hearing ibuprofen. It creates these receptors on the cells, and those receptors also act as receptors for the COVID-19 virus. So you're adding more of these receptors for the COVID-19 virus to latch on to. Uh, and make you sicker. And make you sicker, and it apparently is much more painful in the lungs and so on. Thank God Donald Trump didn't step out onto the dais in the press room and go, yes, go ahead and take Advil, take Motrin. Motrin, the very best, very tremendous Motrin. I like Motrin. And of course, he's probably Mm -hmm. invested in something like that at that point in time. But actually, along those lines, uh, Howard Feynman reported today, he said, uh, some good news on the virus treatment front, a combo of drugs concocted in France that had a six-day, 100% cure rate, in a tight new test, he referred to it as. You know, there is some bright spots That's in all That's really this. good news, actually. Mm-hmm. If they can figure that out, because I, the scenarios I'm hearing about it, like, 
you know, the, it will subside finally in late summer in the northern hemisphere, and by then it will be completely devastating. The southern hemisphere, yeah. which has a lot poorer countries and a lot worse a lot more like American healthcare, right? Well, I mean, right. they've already got it in the Southern Hemisphere. That's the Tom Hanks, Australia. They've oh, got yeah. it down That's there right. already. Yep. So yep. Brazil has it. I mean, it's 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 all over the planet. The heat. No, I heard of, when I heard Idris Elba had it, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh no, COVID virus, you have gone too far. The <laughs> idea that it's going to dissipate in warmer weather has been proven not correct because the Southern Hemisphere has it. That's right. Mm. That's right. So, yeah, shocking that Donald Trump's theory about how when April rolls around, everyone's going to be just fine with that stupid it'll, hand gesture he was making to show the dissipate. Uh, it'd be like a miracle. Yeah, it'll you know flow. what? So far, you know, everyone knows I've got raging Trump derangement syndrome, and I have since 2015. I make no bones about it. I admit it. I confess. Trump derangement syndrome. I am patient zero. I don't care. But the mm. fact is that these days... All of his little weird, fucked up little things have been like on 11 as far as their annoyance factor to me. Like today, all day today during the press conference, he kept saying industry, but he pronounces it industry. Industry. I know. Why does he do that? What is up with that? I, it, 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 fucking, I'm like, why are you saying it that way? What? I'm, I'm screaming in my car driving back from the doctor's office going, why are you saying it that way? That is not how you pronounce that word. No, no. And he keeps doing it. And it's, it's exactly. So goddamn All of it is so funny. All of us get alone with his voice and we start screaming at it. Yes. It's hilarious. See, yeah. I mean, I don't even use words anymore when I'm mocking him. Now when he's on TV, I mute the television. I just start going, <laughs> oh, I was thinking you were going to do Arnold Schwarzenegger in a vacuum again. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, just a uh, bit of a tangent here. I have been laughing my ass off at everything Arnold has been posting on Twitter. Holy I, I shit. Saw that. I, I wasn't in California when he was governor. He was a not a good governor. But no. at, at the same time, I find him endlessly entertaining and so he's been posting all these videos of his miniature donkey and his little yorkie and like yesterday he was in his jacuzzi smoking a stogie and talking about how all the people in florida should stop going to the outdoor cafes he said don't stop (laughs) stop going to the outdoor cafes and going to the beach and all of those things and it was just like oh my god he's saying cafes i love it i love this this is so great and so just, he's so weird and iconoclastic. He just entertains me to know it. So if you get a chance, go look at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Twitter feed for just the unfiltered Arnold weird shit. It's so entertaining. <laughs> he's so embedded you. in our culture, though. I mean, because everyone, <laughs> yeah. you, you ask anybody for an Arnold, like, give me your best Arnold Schwarzenegger. And everybody has a different one. Yeah. Some of them, <laughs> some people are like, I'll be back. And others are like, it's. It's not a tumor, you know, and it's just—it's not a tumor. He ended his video last night from the jacuzzi by saying, "Put that cookie down." <laughs> like, what oh did he, God, did he just yell at me about? Eating, did Arnold just yell at me for eating a cookie? Put that cookie down. Get to the chopper. Stop whining. <laughs> oh, he wasn't talking to one of the like the miniature donkey or something. I thought that's who he was yelling at. <laughs> Yeah, put that cookie down, donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Endlessly entertaining. Uh, Yeah, America's got to laugh, and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is providing some of that. So thank you. Thank you to to Arnold. California. Um, If I turned to you, Jody, and said, give me your best Arnold Schwarzenegger, what would you do? You have a recording of it, and it's me doing him when he's on Mars, and he goes out into the air on Mars, and he starts to explode, and he goes, you kind of already have that. Oh, is it this? That, yeah. That's that's, uh, Arnold in Total Recall, when he's being exposed to to the atmosphere in Mars. (laughs) That's what I was talking about when you were saying that you were stopped talking to the, you know, when you turned the sound down on the TV. Yeah. I figured you were doing Schwarzenegger in a vacuum, you know, well, see, now that we have all this time off, we can all work on our Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. See, there's always an upside, right? Uh, getting back to uh, Trump's press conference today. Oh, why? Why, <laughs> know, we why were, do we want to go there? We were having fun with Arnold there, I know. Uh, but he was asked if he supports the idea of the government taking an equity stake in certain companies. And Trump said, I do. I really do. So yet again, we have another visit by socialist Biff. 
Hey, a mm-hmm. round of applause for Socialist Biff. Well, he doesn't have any idea what it means. It sounds good. Yeah, well, You know, taking it's... an equity interest in companies, he's like, oh, that sounds like I'll get money for something. Everyone's been screaming about Bernie Sanders being a socialist for the last uh, several months, but now here we are, and suddenly almost the entire Republican Party is peopled by socialists. It's kind of an amazing <laughs> thing to observe, isn't well, it? Well, rich people's socialism is just called tax cuts. <laughs> right. And that's other, right. like, incentives and annuities, and, like, that's how rich people get socialism. Yeah, he was Bernie was talking about that in that uh, debate where it was the first Mike Bloomberg debate. He was accusing mm-hmm. Mike Bloomberg of saying, you know, look, you guys support socialism. It's just socialism for the rich. I support socialism for everyone else. That's the difference between Republicans and Democrats these days. So that is... Uh, I don't know what it is. When I hear Bernie Sanders quoted by other people, it always sounds so great. And then I hear Bernie Sanders talk and I'm just like... Uh, no. Well, I, that's, but, I think, ultimately the problem with Bernie Sanders is, uh, you know, and I've said this... Pete Buttigieg pointed it out. He was like, do you really want to listen to this man yell like your old grandpa? <laughs> Eight months, really? <laughs> so, and everyone was like, you know, Jesus, Pete, you're right. Damn. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I got <laughs> I got sad here momentarily for your email. <laughs> the email that you're going to get after today's show. Today. Nobody actually knows my real email. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it just goes to the the show's email box, which I check maybe every couple months. So, <laughs> well, so here more and more. It's like somebody flipping you off from inside of a car with tinted windows. You're just like, you're mad at me, but I can't see it. You know. <laughs> well, here we are. We're all doing more and more video conferencing, uh, face timing, and uh, and Skype conversations. And here's the secret: if you want to look good in all of your Skype conversations with your family and friends, as we're all self-isolating, make sure you get yourself some Plexiderm. And we've seen all the the commercials in the past. We've seen all these commercials for, you know, uh, treatments, topical treatments that address dark spots and things like that. But you got to use that for months and months and months and it doesn't ever feel like it's making any difference. You go through all that sacrifice and then you end up at the end of the six months going... Why did I do this? But now imagine a topical solution for eliminating fine lines, wrinkles, and large under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. You got a Skype call coming up, a conference call maybe with work, and you look terrible. You've been up all night watching Arnold Schwarzenegger on Twitter, and you got those big under-eye bags. Get rid of them with Plexiderm. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. I'm talking about gone in minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. And when Plexiderm asked me to test drive their topical serum i took the test i jumped at the chance to see if it really works and good lord did it in just about 10 minutes the fine lines around my eyes were gone plexiderm could give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends and the best part is plexiderm lasts for hours and goes on clear so nobody's going to know you're using it also be careful if you need plexiderm and you're going to work or you're going out with friends you probably shouldn't do those couple of things for a right. while not right now yeah no not right now but eventually we'll all be back to that so make sure you have plexiderm ready to go go to tryplexiderm.com use my code voices for 50 percent off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also get this offer by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Wanna be a shot I wish the world would get off my back. I don't. This is uh, me fucking either. <laughs> this is my friend. But this is a great song. I love it. This is my friend Richard Turgeon, and uh, I want to be a shut-in from his album Lost Angeles. I'm going to be putting up uh, links to people's Bandcamp if they have one, because apparently Bandcamp, I think tomorrow, is uh, waiving their fees, waiving their cut on all uh, music sales on Bandcamp. So. Uh, if you want to go to some of our uh, favorite indie music uh, recording artists here and support their Bandcamp page, especially tomorrow, especially in these 
difficult times and make sure to go and submit your music if you happen to have a band or you're a recording artist go to bobseska.com slash music send me your music and i will play it here right good thank you okay moving along now um here was one of the really annoying things from this week and i swear to god i have a genuine concern that when this is all over the press, and well, I just say the press categorically, members, certain members of the press are going to coronate Donald Trump as being like the hero in all of this because we've already seen hints of that, right? Mm-hmm. Dana Bash, what was it, yesterday or the day before on CNN, after his press conference, she said, this was remarkable from the president of the United States. This is an important thing to note and to applaud from an American standpoint and from a human standpoint. He is being. Oh, what the fuck? The evidence is so piled up the other way that there is no way. This is like trying to prop up a falling redwood with a toothpick. Like, I mean, this man's presidency. Go ahead. Well, there's more. He's being the kind of leader that people need, at least in tone, today and yesterday. And if you want to hear, this is the actual audio of Dan I'm making the jack off motion in the air with my hand. I'm sure you are. (laughs) Here's the actual audio of Dan Abash saying this on CNN the other day. This time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Abash, ladies and gentlemen, from CNN. Trying to kick that pivoting football one more time and getting it ripped out from under her because the very next day, or maybe even that afternoon, Donald Trump's out there talking about sleepy Joe Biden and the fake news media and all that shit. And here, you're just feeding the monster. Stop feeding the fucking monster. Good Lord, you're going to get your hand bitten off. Have you not seen those videos of the people who try to feed the polar bears at the zoo and then end up getting mauled? That's exactly what's going to happen in all of this. We cannot give this guy even the tiniest bit of daylight, which is another reason why. And I want to mention this again. I mentioned this in the last couple of days on the show, but it bears repeating. Let us not endorse this idea of monkeying around with the timing of our elections. I understand we got to do mail-in voting. We have to do that. We have to do drive-up voting. There are myriad yes, ideas. Yes, but the elections will still be the same days. Well, we yes. did postpone yes. the Georgia primary, mm-hmm. but the election... <laughs> must go forward and yes. i've actually seen chuck not what's his name from connecticut uh richard blumenthal i think was yeah, talking about yeah. introducing mm-hmm. a bill mm-hmm. to make it so all 50 states can vote can vote by mail ron right. wyden so, started it yeah great idea yeah. great idea Which i think it was that was your idea wasn't it jody i recall from last I, week well i'm not alone i think it's just <laughs> it's just smart and we have time to do this every state offers well, blumenthal it it's was just, on like uh you know uh what's his name it comes after Rachel Maddow. Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence yeah. O'Donnell, yes, thank you. Yeah. He would yeah. say, well, you know, and he, Blumenthal was like, well, you know, Jody Hamilton said. Right. Well, no, I know. <laughs> I get quoted often by senators. Um, In fact, no. I, I know the name of the actual legislation. It's called the... That's it. Act. It's that's, the... That's a... It's no, the... I mean, it's... Bill. <laughs> I am sorry. Oh, no, we killed David. I am um, so- yes. <laughs> oh no, no the thing is- yeah, God, God bless R.I.P. T-Rex. Died Everybody. in the middle of the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm drowning a tablespoon of coffee. Down. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm so sorry. Um, no, here's here's the thing: is every state offers absentee ballots to some degree. Yeah. We just need to print enough ballots and send them all out to everybody. Exactly. We have the time to do it. Once once the federal elections are set, once the primaries are over, they'll have the time. It's just a matter of paper and ink. Yeah, and with Ohio and Mike DeWine, for God's sake, I understand the limitations of, of trying to have a primary in the middle of all of this, but at the same time, I would much rather have a delay in the results by even two, three weeks than have right. to delay the actual vote itself. So yes, if right. you're up against something like this and you Ohio already have a... Special case, I think. Well, because I, it was happening right as we were trying to head this off. Yes, but no one else canceled their election. Florida, Florida. Went on. I mean, yes, even my God, even Florida. Well, Florida's full of Republicans. You know, I mean, it's like well, not. The, I mean, not Florida voting in the gonna, Democratic primary, but right. people aren't just going to bars in Florida. They're bringing alligators. I mean, don't you read the news? <laughs> like, well, I mean, the yeah. thing is, is I, I, the fact that the, the the fact that the vote went on in Florida was shocking, and then mm. the turnout was slightly higher. 
But again, Bernie's voters didn't show up. Yeah, I know, I know. And they're the ones that are frolicking on the beaches. Right, um, right. So it's like you know, I I have a feeling he will drop out yeah. in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, and that will be very good if he does do that. Um, yeah. Because there is no math. There is no math for no, him. No. We we reached the place can now. I, I would, can I just play fantasy world for a second? I just wanna, okay. And I know it's impossible and it won't happen. But wouldn't it be just the most baller move? Ever, if Joe Biden picked AOC as his VP, I don't know. I guess there's a possibility. She's too young. She's actually technically she's under the yeah. she's, she's got to be 35. Right I think. But wait, wait, wait. The governor of Michigan, she might be a good idea. Yes, um, I was thinking of her too. Stacy, Stacy, yeah. Stacy, or Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, because she's she's Have in you, a state that is necessary. She's a badass, uh, and she's when you're nice in the to look room at. with Stacey Abrams. Mm. She is just electric. Yeah, when she's she is. talking. Mm-hmm. It's like you know. Have you ever been at a concert that's like a quiet concert with a bunch of people whose fans worship them, like Tori Amos or Joni Mitchell? Oh yeah. And when they're playing, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, like nobody moves, nobody talks, nobody even breathes loud. Yeah. And that's what it's like when Stacey Abrams is talking. She's just something about her is electric. Yeah, she's got the zaza zoo. She's got that X factor, you know. And we've but seen. She doesn't some... look like someone who you would expect the American body politic to find electrifying. Right, right. Which... But what we know, I think, at this point, first of all, uh, Joe Biden's uh, vice president is going to be a woman, right. and she's also going to be uh, someone who has been tested on the presidential stage. I think he was pretty clear about that. He was a little. Oh my bit. God, not Sarah Palin. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be Sarah Palin, holy shit, in her bear costume, in her psychedelic bear, okay, bear the costume. Only, the only ba- more baller move that he could make than AOC would be Hillary Clinton. That's possible. Wow. I, I, You know what? You know where I'm That's someone right who's now. tested on the presidential stage. I'm going to make Charlie Pierce go <laughs> at me, but um, I think, I, honest to God, I think right now, the way I have gamed this out, and I had a long conversation with Kimberly about this the other night, and we put this together, I think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to go way out on a limb and say right. Elizabeth Warren, because I think she's been tested. Another baller move. Yeah, yeah. But I think what is really important for Joe Biden right now is to give him something that he doesn't already have. And what he doesn't already have is the support of the progressive left, which is, I mean, some people obviously are are with him now, um, but there are a lot of people who are deeply skeptical of Joe Biden on the left who may not go along with him unless he offers them some sort of olive branch. And I think Elizabeth Warren, I remember she hasn't endorsed anybody, but I think she provides something for Joe Biden that he can't get necessarily elsewhere. Well, when Warren didn't immediately endorse Bernie, a lot of Bernie bros were up in arms, obviously, because, you know, of course the woman we've been screaming about and calling a shrill cunt for the last month (laughs) should immediately endorse our candidate. (laughs) But AOC released a statement. I don't have it in front of me. I guess I could grab my phone I remember it. She got... It was so beautiful. It was so beautifully written, so eloquently said, and I just want the world to hear it. Hang on. I am going to find it. Okay. Um, All right. And she got... A lot of people yelled at her for that. Well, you know, she doesn't care, obviously. Uh, no, she doesn't. She's amazing. <laughs> That's what I love about her. She's just like, water off a duck's back. I'm I still love her. Me, you know, yep, yeah. Yep. Well, while you're doing that, while you're looking that up, I just wanted to add, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Bateman Jr.'s new conspiracy theory, Don Jr.'s new oh, conspiracy theory, what? is that the, uh, the World Health Organization is on China's payroll. What? Uh, yes. Bear in mind that Donald, Donald Trump Jr. is the canary in the coal mine as far as Donald Trump Sr.'s conspiracy theories. And so Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this yesterday. The, the World Health Organization tweeted out uh, something back in January, like mid-January, about uh, China. And it didn't necessarily bear out to be completely accurate because it said, uh, and again, this is mid-January, for God's sake. This is two months ago. Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of coronavirus. And that turned out to be inaccurate. So Donald Trump Jr. tweeted like yesterday. He said, it's amazing. WHO is obviously on China's payroll. So now, yeah. So, and then on top of that, the Trump campaign is sending out fundraising 
letters and emails demonizing China and campaigning off of China. It says here is the headline of this uh, memo that went out. It said, in midst of coronavirus crisis, Joe Biden defends China and parrots Communist Party propaganda. This is on Trump-Pence letterhead being sent out to Trump supporters all across the country. So while the president is up there going, somber, so somber, and all those things. Somber, so somber. We're getting that, but at the same time, we're also getting Chinese virus, China, this China. Well, see, but then he goes, I mean, he, he, he'll he strike an even tone at the press conference and then just go as, and goes and like blows his wad all over Twitter. <laughs> I mean, even NPR, <laughs> which is like they're they're like so NPR is so careful these days. Mm-hmm. They really are trying to be even handed, like even if it like I mean, it's infuriating because yeah, you know, they used to be pretty progressive. But now because Walmart's a backer and I don't know. But anyway, they're talking about the difference. They're talking about how he can't keep a steady thing like he yeah. can be it's uh, the analogy. I thought I heard somebody use is like, OK, fast, cheap and good. Pick two. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's like he he can't manage to do like press conference, Twitter and actual conversations in one day and get it all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he has to get to, you know, and he'll like do a great work for him. What he considers a, a, a perfect press conference where he tries at least strikes a somewhat somber tone instead of coming out and gleefully clapping his hands that it's Black Friday, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then he'll go that night and start, you know, yelling at Chuck Schumer and Jay Inslee on Twitter. Yep. And it's just like he's totally botching that part of the message because it's like even if he can pretend to read the teleprompter and be a straight faced adult for 20 minutes at the presser. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we really, really, really somebody needs to sit down and do an uh uh, and a close examination of who's writing his Twitter feed mm-hmm. because it's not mm-hmm. always him. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's him, and then there's other people that do it. And I really want—we need to know. I know who it at is at this point. I know who it is. Well, it's- I mean, who's doing? We need like a, a list of how we can tell them apart. Yeah. And like, who's doing what? Because well, like, part of it. Go ahead. Well, we know that Dan Scavino is his social media guy. Dan Scavino has an office right off the Oval Office, and he sits there and tweets as Trump. Like, the more, I don't want to call them normal tweets, but the tweets that uh, reflect less fuckery are the tweets from Dan Scavino. And then I also think that Don Jr., has access to Trump's Twitter feed. And so I don't know how often he's tweeting as Trump. It seems to me as if they're not, like the Trump kids aren't smart enough to be able to coordinate two different Twitter accounts. Like they would be accidentally tweeting things to their own account that are supposed to be from Trump's account and so on. You know what I mean? And so, but I I have heard about Don Jr. being one of the people who tweets. So there's at least a small list. I'm sure Kellyanne Conway gets in there too because she would be the you know, the person to go to. She's the, uh, you know, gaslighter in chief, ultimately, in all of this. She is a professional fuck with your head artist. And so, right. you know, I imagine she's got a creative uh, input into all of that, too. So, did you find that uh, Stacey Abrams thing, David? I can't you find it. You mean AOC? Okay. Oh, AOC. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's been so long, I forgot who we were talking it's been, about. It was, it was a couple of weeks ago that she tweeted it out as well. So it was when Elizabeth Warren dropped out. Oh, so okay. it's gotcha. so far in her Twitter feed that it's not at the top either. Yeah, yeah. Instead of getting mad at someone, we should ask why they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. And, and she's like, and be and learn from that. Yeah. She's yeah. got a big point, especially with the way that they attacked Elizabeth Warren for weeks mm-hmm. and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks when it looked like she, you know, and so like, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, go girl. Like, I mean, that was a very, like politicians way past her experience level would, had, did not handle it, would not have handled that nearly as deftly. No, right. no, not at all. And I mean, she just showed a real equanimity to me and I was super proud of her. Yeah. I, and I was really impressed. And there have been many occasions when I've heard heard something that AOC has said, certainly in some of these uh, House hearings, where I-, I can see that what she's trying to do is she's trying to mature in the post, trying to um, be less of a uh, of an activist firebrand, which she was during the campaign and so on, and she's quite outspoken. But when it comes time to do the grown-up business, she is able to segue into being a grown-up, and that's also right. important. Um, speaking of people who have... No aptitude for being a grown-up. Donald Trump said today, once again, and this is a common thing. We've heard this throughout his presidency. No one's ever seen anything like this in history, he said. 
And so on top and of that's not a great thing. I mean, he keeps I mean, no. it's one of those phrases he uses both ways. Yeah. We've never mm-hmm. seen a hurricane with this much water in history. <laughs> right. You know, um, yep. Yeah, he has but to. Fr- also, he- he's like no president in history has ever passed as much legislation in his first year, and it's like, yeah, what are you even talking about? You don't even right. Uh, okay, words mean things, Donald. Right. Like words have like history is a thing that's already happened. Yeah. Okay, and- we can't go in there and rewrite it as much as you'd like to, but go on. Well, this is about inflating his legacy. This is about. Um, also, his insecurity. What he has to do is he has to frame his presidency as having confronted literally everything for the first time. It excuses the fact that he's an inept goofus and transforms uh, all of these regular things that all presidents have to confront into an exploration into the unknown. We were blindsided by this. No one's ever heard of a pandemic before right exactly. oh my god what is this word and this thing that's happening to us no one's ever heard of this before they, there was a drill i mean when they were yeah. on his administration was on its way in yep and people from the obama administration were like okay we're gonna sit down and game out some scenarios and show you how that this would have been handled in our administration. And mm-hmm. they were like, one of them was a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, the yep. Trump people were just, like, bored, not paying attention, didn't care, you know, and here we are. No one's ever heard of hurricanes. No one's ever heard of pandemics or people getting sick. Yeah, it's all happening to Trump for the first time. And watch him handle this with great aplomb, given that mm-hmm. no one's ever heard of this before. That's the whole concept that he's throwing it's out there. We got to yeah, and, fight and, it. Anywhere you see that, fight it. Yeah. I mean, even in this circumstance, when he's out there calling for unity and all this bullshit, he's still only talking to the 40%, to the red hats. Mm-hmm. Because even while he's saying, let's all get together, we're all in this together he's still going Chinese hoax Chinese virus uh, you know the lying media and sleepy Joe Biden and all the rest of that shit which completely undermines any call for any sort of unity why oh Mm -hmm. why aren't people unifying around me the way they unified around George W. Bush after 9-11 well maybe it's because George W. Bush for all his fuckery was at least someone who when he was elected said now it's time to unite the country and reach out to the people who didn't vote for me and that's what he did uh, during his inaugural address certainly in the uh, transition when there was the recount and all that shit once that all ended at least he tried to read Trump has not even bothered to deal with anyone outside of those 40% cultists George Bush actually has imp- empathy yeah yeah well, it, it's, it's a clumsy, like puppy-like sort of empathy. It is, but he does. I mean, the man, you know, he has actual emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my big question is like, what are the things that this is going to break? Because it's going to break some shit. It's going to break the economy hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may even do away with capitalism in some form or fashion. I know it's going to break for-profit healthcare in this country, and that's going to be ugly. Yeah. This is about to be. A fucking bloodbath because yeah. even a socialized medicine with a re- country like Italy with a really good healthcare system is just up to their acid bodies right now. Mm-hmm. And this is what's driving me crazy about these people who are like Corona doubters and are just like, I don't understand why I can't do my thing. And it's like, dude, please stop thinking about this in terms of what you see right now. Yeah. Please, please understand for once in your fucking life, look past the end of your nose and think two weeks in the future and understand that you could be shedding virus now without even realizing it. Mm. Exactly. There was one patient 31, they call her in Korea who they think infected up to 1300 people or something like that because she was an evangelical Christian and she was Mm -hmm. going from event to event and shaking hands and hugging and kissing and praying with people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and this is a, a question for the room, I think. Uh, Fox News Channel, um, the Trump administration, the disinformation that they were flooding the zone with for weeks on end. Should these people be sued for reckless endangerment of the American public? I think so. Yeah. They are putting people's lives at risk. They are spreading misinformation in a critical time when truth is essential. Yep. And yeah, no, they, there's going to be a body count. Mm-hmm. As a result of this kind, of, but so that's one of the things this may break is fake is the is American fake news maybe yeah I'm worried it's going to break the country I think that we may no longer be America after this that we may be like you know the 
former United States, you know, like there will be California and there will be me down here in dumb fuckistan. Um, you know, that I just because the federal response to this has been so inept that I just there's a point. I mean, well, I think this calls for all the same things that we've been talking about even before the coronavirus. I think what this mm-hmm. calls for is obviously some reform as far as healthcare goes, reform in terms of uh, how taxation, how progressive taxation is distributed here in this country. But it also is really mostly about um, the presidency and reforming all of these gigantic gaping loopholes that Donald Trump has exposed in the system, things that were just up to this point traditions or unwritten rules. My concern from the very beginning that if Donald Trump ever became president, all of those unwritten rules of decorum and decency and and abiding certain traditions of the White House would get thrown out the fucking door because he's not the kind of person who believes those things are even relevant. If it's not illegal, then it's okay to do it. And so that means abandoning institutions, not filling posts and vacancies, not releasing his tax returns, not being honest about his health condition, emoluments violations, do the the entire Mm -hmm. list. These are all things that need to be closed up. And I feel like all that's really being exposed right now is not necessarily problems with the with past presidents or, or past uh, white houses what we're seeing now are problems exposed by donald trump himself and so mm-hmm. those are the problems that we can confront so what's happening is trump himself has exacerbated this to a point where we are lagging behind the rest of the world on so many fronts with regard to our response to this pandemic mm-hmm. and so if we reform those things I think that we'll be better suited for the next time this happens. And there will be multiple times in which we'll be faced with new and unknown viruses, certainly uh, exacerbated by the climate crisis and so on. Another thing uh-huh. that we need to confront out of all of this. So, but I well, think this, the, this is just like the climate crisis. And actually, we this had, is helping the climate crisis. It actually is. The, <laughs> the planet's shedding us like a bad flea infestation mm-hmm. um, this is something we've had warnings i mean i'm telling you i've been watching the pand i mean anytime i'd see the word pandemic or anything i would go like watch the tv special check yeah. out that book from the library read that newspaper article right. and they have been ringing the bells on this since hiv yeah mm-hmm. they're like you know the next pandemic is not just going to infect certain subsets of the world mm-hmm. and it's coming yeah mm-hmm. you know th- th- there's only like we at this point we know like seven coronavirus is total like this is number eight or nine you know this is like a whole new thing like and they knew it was coming and it's because we've gone places where people don't go we've destroyed native habitats to the point that we are releasing pathogens and like bacteria and viruses that have been evolving completely separate from us yeah so we Mm -hmm. have no resistance to them whatsoever and people have been warning about this and warning about it and warning about it and we, we had a pandemic task force you know, and it's just, it's, I just, I feel like the scientist character in every single disaster movie, you know? <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, the thing that I keep thinking about is, thank God this isn't a an across-the-board fatal virus. Because there yeah. are viruses that will kill everybody that it comes into contact Ebola. with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But those have a self-limiting factor thing, because they mm-hmm. are fatal. Yeah. And Ebola is fatal so rapidly. Now, if we got a fatal vac- bacteria or virus like that with a long incubation period, we'd be right. fucked. Yeah, we would. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, imagine this circumstance with a de- like a- across the board deadly coronavirus. Imagine where we would be well, right the now. The one thing we Trump. don't know, though, this because one thing that coronaviruses do is they can reinfect you later with a different manifestation of symptoms. Well, this, if you this... want to get really scared, read a book called Lock In by John Scalzi about a coronavirus pandemic that gives people this really bad flu, and then they seem to be getting over it, and then they get meningitis. Well, is that, is that a fiction book, swell. or is that, is that nonfiction? It's, it's science fiction. It's, oh, it's, science it's fiction. about the future okay. where there's right. a huge chunk of the society has been locked in. Yeah. Like, they can't voluntarily move anymore because they had this meningitis that destroyed that specific center of their brain. And it's like, they seem to get better, and then they got really sick. And we're well, not outside that window yet with coronavirus. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I understand, this particular coronavirus falls under a different group than the regular chest cold one, which we can't find a vaccine for because yeah. it mutates so off, off, mm-hmm. brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like SARS and MRSA where because it's kind of 
stationary in its DNA, it is something we can fight vaccination-wise, and we shouldn't have to. There are there are figuring that there could be permanent lung damage in some people. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been hearing that too. Right. So there's that, and their and their immune system could be effed with for the rest of their lives. Um, so that's not a good thing. Even if you survive this, you might be immune deficient in the future. Yeah, you know what? I want to take one last break here, but when I come back, there's another soapbox that I've constantly hoisted myself onto, uh, especially... Are saying it's a man-made virus? Well, no, especially with regard oh. to uh, disinformation and Russian mm-hmm. trolls and shit like that. I want to get into that right after uh, these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Seska. A few years wiser, a couple gray hairs to show. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the cold wind blow. Would I do it differently? The answer's probably no. But I'm sorry for the things I've done And I love you more than you know They say Seasons and reasons For the people come and go Such a shame that you and I We don't speak like before When everyone was standing Oh, I forgot we were doing a show I'm just sitting there going I really like this song This is Kaz A song called (laughs) Running Home from Time Past Anyways and uh, reminds it's just me of like a, sitting on the porch in the summertime. Yep, with an adult beverage of your choice. I would uh, say I like this song better than anything Randy Newman's ever done. I don't like I like Randy Newman, but this is uh, this is Randy Newman only better. This is great. The whole album is perfect. Okay, getting back into things here. Um, Before we cut to your misinformation thing, I, just, I wanted to recommend that everybody read that Doomsday. Article from Esquire that by David Holmes. I didn't think June's Day was going to be this tacky. Yeah, good idea. Because yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. It talks about Sarah Palin <laughs> rapping. Yes, that that article a, about Doomsday is hysterical. Um, <laughs> really though, I mean, yeah, this you, you gotta laugh. It's like this is the way the world goes out, you know, like Russian bots and a hag with a simper. Yeah. Um, but so. <laughs> All right. Well, here's uh, something that I've been noticing on uh, Twitter. And I know Twitter isn't real life. I know that a lot of people aren't on Twitter. But while we're all on Twitter, uh, before we tweet something, we need to ask ourselves this question. Is it hard news or some guy on the Internet? I'm I'm deeply concerned about the spreading of uh, disinformation, whether deliberately or accidentally. And that Mm -hmm. could be a problem in all of this. And what we don't want to do is either feed uh, foreign disinformation endeavors, which we've, I mean, even the Trump administration admitted that this is going on, whether it's people like the Internet Research Agency in Russia or other bad actors, they're now inserting all of this disinformation about COVID-19 into the conversations, uh, whether it's in comments on Facebook or certainly with tweets and so on. And what we don't want to do is feed that by either retweeting all of that shit, sharing all that shit, believing all that shit, telling our friends about all that shit, or we don't want to, you know, hear secondhand information from some guy on the internet, whether we know this person or not, and then spreading that into the atmosphere as well. So it's it's really important, I think, from a mental health point of view. And I'm one of my big concerns, one of the things that's been 
kind of opening my eyes these days is gaming out where this all goes. And I get the feeling that if this continues on with self-isolation and quarantine and everything being shut down for maybe another month, once we, once we get to three, four weeks of this, we're going to have a serious mental health problem on our hands. Yeah. People going nuts uh, yeah. already. Police are reporting. Oh yeah, police are reporting a rise in domestic violence. Yeah, because everyone's locked inside with people that they normally spend eight hours a day apart from, and so my concern is that we're all going to go stir crazy with cabin fever and all the rest of it. But worse, all those people who are like on my feeds going like, "Oh, it's an introvert's paradise." Like I've been socially distancing since 1989. You know, I'm. that good for y'all. Yeah, I'm a fucking yeah. extrovert and like I'm already feeling like a desperate lack of hugs. And I know that may sound like superficial and silly, but like I got a hug from someone yesterday and I almost wept because it's just like oh god, I mean we need you, you, that we're a social species. Your your husband is shaped like a hug. I mean your husband is a walking <laughs> talking hug. It's and, true, but he's, I mean, you, you, you can only hug the same person so many times before they get squirmy and want to be, you know. <laughs> yes, ask, ask, ask Kimberly about that. <laughs> you, get right. your hands off of me. That's it, yeah. Actually, that's this it. is, if you ever want to cheerfully annoy your partner, you wait till they're like getting ready to go somewhere and brushing their teeth or something, and you go and you just drape yourself over them and be like, I'm not in your way, am I? <laughs> I know. That's a, I'm doing, and to be clear, I'm doing that to Kimberly all the time. She'll be in the kitchen fixing her coffee in the morning, and I'll just like kind of slunk my whole body because I'm, you know, she's tall, but I'm much taller than her. I just like, become this bearskin rug draped over her back and I'm just like all <laughs> over her. It's like, you know, look, this is a lot easier if I don't have a six foot four, 240 pound man dangling off my neck. Thank you very much. So yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, so meanwhile, there's on top of our political crisis, on top of our uh, health crisis, we also have a financial crisis. And again, this was all stacked up on top of the baseline crisis, which is the fact that we have all been watching this ongoing dumpster fire since uh, 2016, 2015 in many cases. Mm -hmm. And so we're now all enduring that on top of everything else. And that is another Oh, and yesterday we hit that number you were telling us to look out for, 19,743. Yeah, all of the Trump gains have been completely erased on uh, all of the major stock market indexes where we're now uh, in that range. I think we got, I I think the market's gained a little bit today I'm not sure why, yeah. uh, because I guess it's just the Trump volatility. Uh, but suffice to say, we have erased all of those Trump gains. Trump's record on the stock market, his gains have been plus zero percent. I mean, in fact, mm-hmm. we're now in negative territory, whereas the Dow under Obama gained 140 percent over his two terms. So the Obama years referred to by Trump during his inaugural address as American carnage. That Mm -hmm. was with a Dow that gained (laughs) 140% over eight years. Trump has had a zero, now a negative gain in the Dow. And the next Dow threshold to watch for, watch for this number, write it down, 18,589. That was the average at the close of trading on November 9th, 2016, the day after mm-hmm. the election. So if mm-hmm. we dip below that line, it erases all the Trump. I mean, he was taking credit for the stock market beginning on the day after election day. And that's yeah. why, I mean, I normally, it, it, the, the president really has little to do with the fortunes of the stock market. I think now, I think in this case, Trump has a lot to do with the stock market mm-hmm. because he has been so incompetent and so inept and it's been causing the guys in lower Manhattan to freak out. Uh, but at the same time, he is also usually so steady and calm down there. Yeah, right. (laughs) But I mean, throughout the past three, four years, or I should say at least a a little over three years, he has taken full credit on every occasion for stock market Mm -hmm. gains. And when you do that, you have to be by definition, you have to be blamed for when the stock market goes down too. Absolutely. You you just can't take credit for the gains. You have to be blamed for the losses too. And Mm -hmm. thank God some people are actually doing that because he deserves it. Again, this is a special asterisk for Donald Trump. We, you know, we are 
oftentimes ad hominem about Donald Trump. Why? Because he is such an unforgivable bully. By the same token, uh, because he has taken credit for the stock market, we can blame him when it takes a giant shit. And so that's where we are right now. Dow closed below 20,000 points for the first time since February 2017, erasing nearly all of the index's gains since Trump's inauguration. The S&P 500 dropped 5.2% closed nearly 30% below its record high set last month. Trading was also briefly suspended after a circuit breaker. That's becoming a normal thing. You know, we watch the Dow. We, everyone's watching the charts. And when it only drops 1,000 points, we go, that's not bad. <laughs> Could have been worse. So basically, like, if, it's, if the stock market was a skyscraper, yeah. like, the elevators at least once a day are plunging 10 floors and then hitting the brakes mm-hmm. before everybody inside mm-hmm. can get crushed into jelly at the bottom. Would That's you right. continue to go into that building? No. Like, I just, you know, it's no. just... Yeah, no. But one thing I, will... I think we need to bear in mind when we watch this, because you were asking why the stock market was going back up today, and I was going to say the two professions in this country who I think have been the most like blinded by their normalcy bias and their desire for things to go back to normal are journalism mm-hmm. and and finance. Yeah. And then and then when the two start to feed back and forth on each other like they do now, it's become this like weird, violent, codependent relationship. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, the media is like, ah and the stock market's like, ah and then the media's like, oh no. And it's like you know, it's like but they desperately, like Dana Bash, they desperately want, like, at this juncture for things to not be so terrifying. What did you say? So, did you say Dana Bash? This time I'm going to yeah. kick that football clear to the moon. She desperately wants things to be normal. So she's saying, yeah, he's finally a president. He's acting like the president now. And it's mm-hmm. like, honey, he still isn't. But yeah. take your kick, you know. That's um, right. That's right. Well, okay. Uh, I guess uh, as we wrap up here. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, we're going to do that on the post-mortem show. I just want to thank everybody who has signed up on our Patreon page in the past uh, week or two. I am literally blown away. I mean, it is so incredibly touching. And I'm not being silly and stupid here. I'm being absolutely sincere. It is genuinely touching. I feel so much gratitude right now for all of you stepping up and, and supporting this show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. I cannot thank you enough this is uh this is a great responsibility i feel to continue to do this show and to continue to uh uh at least try my best (laughs) even though we don't always succeed i try my best to uh help help maintain your sanity and all this crap and uh there's a lot more to come so stick with us and we'll uh see see how well we can do on that front, like I said at the very beginning, of the, like I said very the beginning at the very beginning of the Trump crisis, uh, you know we've been down in this hole before, but we know the way out. I know a lot of us uh, never give up, never surrender. That's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you. Meanwhile, Jody Hamilton can be found at from the bunkercom also at sexyliberal.com. Support her podcast. Also support David Ferguson's podcast at Patreon.com/slash The T Rex Report. And, of course, Stephanie Miller's podcast at patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. Actually, I'm going to double-check, make sure I got the new address correct. Yes, it is patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. Okay, post-mortem show coming up for all of you who subscribed at the $5 level. What happens here is we keep on talking after this music is done. It's sort of like overtime with Bill Maher, that thing he does on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where we just give it's you a... way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it you is. You will never hear Andrew Sullivan on this shit, ever. <laughs> That's right, goddammit. Way better than over. You see, I need to start to uh, uh, consult with you about uh, marketing this shit. Yeah. Sell, <laughs> Nobody likes Bill Maher anymore. He's too problematic and misogynist. That's There you go. Thank you. All right, that's coming up next on our Patreon page. Get ready. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care of yourselves. Everybody, stay well. That's right. Bye-bye. Somber, so somber. Fun.